Five minutes? Okay. Five minutes is good because I want to start off with something. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You guys ready? Hold on. I'm coming home. All right. Mm. Are you recording with the phone? Hmm? Are you, are you going to record with the phone? Me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing on the phone? What do you think? I'm like uh, amateur? <laughs> By the looks of it? No. 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 I am gonna do this the right way. But way looks of it, it looks like you have done it since uh, Bob <laughs> got together with the whalers and. Uh, uh, no, I suck at this because <laughs> when you're about to understand what I'm about to do, yeah. you're gonna be like, "God damn, boy, that took a long time." Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, you guys Probably. ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right, everybody. We're here playing for you. Come on. Funky monkeys and wee wizards in the house now. Did you guys expect that? Did you expect that? No. Waiting for what? Ladies and gentlemen, this is that episode I've been talking about that I was going to do with whom? Mr. Weekly Man. Podcast, man, dude, Kim, I've been telling everybody how much I've been fucking out, because we talked about you. Yeah, I heard, I heard. Yeah? Yeah. And we talked about how cool you be, yeah. but how stupid we, e, we, e, is, is, and how much I flaked doing a podcast with you, Yeah. but now I'm here as oh, a yeah. failing man to re-announce my scene. And Daniel is leaving. You got to... F- you gonna forgive me and do a podcast with me, Kim? Yeah. You can do a podcast whenever. Kim, we're doing the podcast right now, brother. Yeah, man, welcome. High five, man. This is, this is the first time, first time for everything. First so, time for everything. <laughs> yes. All right, man. So uh, we're here as well with the uh, main man or new man who's gonna be the Jamie. Jamie of Joe Rogan, but for this podcast, for this time, Mr. Man, Frederick Man, would you like to say just one word that would blow people's audience? Keep melancholy, everybody. Hey, keep not a melancholy, everybody. Take that home and sleep on it, motherfucker. You can reach it. If That's you right. That's right, man. You have to reach. Yeah, float. Man, man. Until you dare. <laughs> 
and you will understand that in the future. Yeah. Now it's a little bit confusing, yeah. but in the future, these melancholy melon puns and tins yeah. and tons will make sense to you. It wouldn't. Then it won't be baloney. Baloney. It will be baloney. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is, we are in the creation of some good animation for you involved in melons. But that's something for the other music is over. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome. I'm, I'm Welcome. really impressed by your intro. Thank you. Thank you. How long have you been working on it? Uh, Searching Spotify for. I, I've been I've been in my room, standing in the mirror the past six months, and I've been mantraing your name. I'm like Kim, Kim, Kim. <laughs> and this Kim, came up. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then some in the background, somebody was like, "Let's have a party," and I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it." And I came here, and now I'm here. Sorry that Perfect. I bailed on you so many times, brother man. But I ain't gonna lie. Oh, uh, it was just like uh, normal anxiety. Yeah. Doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you it's know, okay. I can relate to excited, just not by mm-hmm. a podcast, but for doing a podcast, but uh, anxiety in general. Yeah, it's a, it's weird because uh, once you fall into that pattern, sometimes you just get so stuck with even being able to do mundane things. Yeah, I think the the hard thing is also like because um, to get. A, Get unstuck with it. You have to fulfill or fill the time with other stuff, which is really hard when you have this thing stuck on you. Um, that's where I find it, at least. That's probably why you have like the quotes: "Just do it and just stop think, just act." So okay, so this is a good place to start. Yeah, you know, like. Uh, Especially this generation, a lot of people in between the from the ages of let's say twelve till about thirty yeah. at this time have a lot of anxiety uh, about where they are in their life, how they're stuck in their life, and how they just can't get it over. Like they want to do something, they just want to wow. work or something, but they don't. They can't engage with it, and a lot of times I've heard. When you're in that situation, just stop with everything that you're currently doing and just do something else, anything but just something else. Mm. And I've actually never done that. <laughs> well, well, it's it's hard, especially if you if you're really aware of your own anxiety because you're focusing so much on it. So even uh, when you see you kind of fail in a pattern where you don't want to drop back into then you get stuck with the shame of or the realization that you you are not strong enough mm. even yeah. though you told yourself you were going to be strong enough yeah and then you can you sometimes just get stuck on that uh, but still just doing it is still an option but you could just get stuck on, on the, the new concept the oh, shit, yeah. I should have done it why did I do that why I, I should what's wrong, what's wrong, wrong, what's wrong, wrong with, with me? me exactly that that you, thing you know I, I read this really good uh, research that uh, it takes 37 times on average to quit something or start a new habit in a way it's kind of known in the 21 days but uh, if you want to stop something especially me who stopped try to stop quit smoking sometimes for example and I don't have a problem with the smoking part 
uh, unless when I try to stop and I can't stop, mm-hmm. then I kind of oh shit, I have a problem. <laughs> and then and that's the kind of your own my strength or character or something like that, which I think is really interesting working with. But still, it's. Uh, what do you do personally? Let's say when you are stuck in, or you you start realizing that there is something that you're habitually leeching uh, onto a little bit extensively more than you should mm. and you should maybe back off and a it's lot of times I've had stuff like that but I don't back off I just, uh, I'm just like I want to back off uh, but it just becomes resistance more uh, resistance uh, more resistance uh, bang so I, no I, <laughs> that's the same with me and, and I think that's my strength and my weakness that I can't back up I have to like dig deeper and uh, so our, then I just try to research like reading mostly and and through reading you kind of accumulate knowledge and from accumulation of knowledge you can start realizing realizing your own experience or your life experience you know and and that's how I, how I go about it but you also have like a, a, a less active approach which I also do is been which I've been better and better doing is kind of like uh, just leaning into the flow and just like it's beautiful as it is in a way but it's a really hard realization to work on because you can you can accumulate uh, the knowledge and the history of your past and see that it's actually just good the way it is but it's still a lot of work working on realization on that it is actually perfect you know that everything is sort of in a clockwork way yeah and then you get like the like the core um, uh, core um, sentence of karma like the rule of cause and effect and then you kind of like see yes everything is beautiful but I have suffered in my life and the suffer is because of me of my desires you know every kind of desires also the 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 nice one but the nice one don't cause so much shit suffering you know it leaves you more naked with an open heart in a way instead of closed with a broken heart it's kind of tantra investing in the process instead of the result and of course when I say this is the way I look about it and this is my perspective it's also um, it's also very deeply implemented in uh, all the things I read about tantra Buddhism what is is tantra Buddhism? well in Buddhism you have Two two paths. You have the sutrayana path, and you have the tantrayana path. Okay. Sutra is uh, known as the casual approach. Yana is Sanskrit for uh, vehicle. So it's which kind of vehicle do you use on your road to enlightenment? You can say. Okay. And the sutrayana is the Buddhism uh, Buddhist way we all know is uh, say no to desires because desires cause uh, suffering. Um, so then you kind of like uh, try to live uh, live a very modest life, but you know in the Buddhist teaching or Hindu's teaching, it's kind of like meant for the old time, the old zeitgeist when when the world was more harmony, peaceful, and you could do meditation. Mm. You know that's why the Hare Krishna, for example, don't believe so much in meditation because in scripture they say in Vedic scripture they say that this is a time, this is a Kali Yuga. The, the time of quarrel and hypocrisy 
So you don't have the possibility to meditate because this quarrel and hypocrisy influence you so close no matter where you are, especially if you live in the Western world. Yeah. So, so then you kind of like you need another approach. And uh, it was this great king, I can't remember his name, uh, when Buddha alive, he lived and after he came, became the Buddha. And he called on Buddha and said, uh, okay, Buddha, like, I'm, I'm really into all your teachings here. I'm ready to be a disciple, but I can't leave all this. I have a country, I have a family, I have a, m- much obligation. I don't know who I could overhand it to without, yeah, like, I, I don't see a strong enough character in my court, so sort of say. And then he said, is this some way I can follow uh, your teaching, but still do... Uh, but still live here and live this life. And uh, then he said yes. And then he created Tantra Buddhism. And he said that the first act of Tantra was after his seven years of uh, Askese, where he was uh, not eating, only grain of rice every day. And he was really, really tired. That's when Buddha gave up on reaching enlightenment through Askese. And then he said, like, this can't, I can't do this anymore because I'm so fatigued that I can't even concentrate on meditating or anything, you know. I'm just, I'm almost not living. You can see all this uh, famous uh, sculpture, a picture of Buddha, like, almost like, just like a skeleton, you know. And then one girl, I should remember the name of the girl, he came and offered uh, Buddha rice pudding. And when he ate the rice pudding, he had the biggest trip of his life. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, I, no, finally I'm, I'm, I can <clears throat> eat. I'm, he, like, he got like an epiphany, like a real epiphany that the love this woman, because this woman just came and saw he was suffering. The suffering was all she saw. So she offered food, not because she wanted to invest the heaven and result out of it, but because she wanted to relieve the suffering of his fellow human being. So, um, uh, so Buddha himself said that that was the first act of Tantra when he was accepting this, because he saw through the desires. He saw what's true the desire, like the desire is there. So if you see something beautiful, if you see a beautiful wom- woman or something in the summer, See it for what it is, but not uh, in incorporate your ego grasping, where you're grasping, I want to have something with that to do. Just see it. See it uh, as, it, as it is. It's beauty. It's beauty, you know, it's just beauty. And, uh, you know, the desire of investing your ego in the result is the cost of suffering. Suffering, and, which... Uh, and shame, what do you say? Does shame fall under the same category? Shame is something totally different. Now, I'm reading uh, rhetoric now with Aristoteles, and he has his own chapter on shame. I haven't come there yet. It's, on the, it's, in the, it's late in the book. But I'm really looking forward to it. Because shame is... Uh, what, I, uh, what we know about shame is that it's um, on the vibrant, what you vibrate, the feeling you vibrate, is the lowest frequency. Yeah. It's like 30 or something and peace is like 600 and love is 500 or something like that. I'm really not sure what they are measuring and so on, but it's a, this really good book by Michael Pollan, How Michael to Change Your Pollen. Mind. I haven't read it. It's new. I have some friends reading it. Um, Michael Pollan on... How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind. Yeah. And, and, it, and he's kind of like... Uh, 
a, a spiritual being in a way but he's a researcher or scientist become that so I think the plot is like he writes these books only on what we know only what oh, science wow. know that's amazing only what science know okay so uh, scientific sort of explanations of empirical data of what happens when yeah. these emotions kick in uh, that's kind of cool and how you could tweak them like based on like scientific yeah. evidence yeah like it's, like it's it's uh, we, go out? we can go outside uh, now it's so much nicer alright I don't think we should <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yeah. we can go in the podcast room maybe yeah we have okay. a podcast room god damn it god damn it god damn it we have a studio Charlie what are you doing outside thank you Frederick well, we don't have any real fact for you to check. Fact? Fact. Yeah. We just have spiritual information mm-hmm. from the spiritual clouds. Mm-hmm. A little bit hard to fact check spiritual clouds. Alright, you want to smoke a joint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Kim... What's your take on shame, the mechanism of shame? And I know it's a little bit off what you were talking about earlier, but like I really... No, uh, it's, 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 uh, I don't feel it's uh, uh, off. It's not off, because it's I guess... I just, I just, the reason I'm just thinking is because I, I, for me it's a super, super interesting topic. Yeah, me too. And I'm so lost in the topic. That's mm. why I'm so much look forward to Aristoteles, what Oh, man. You know, I can just flip up the pages and yeah. see, but I, I want to build up because yeah. I see like when I get to build up in the books, I understand mm. more of the things I want to know more about when I come to the things I mm. want to know more. Mm. I guess like my question was, uh, what is your like uh, after you read the book? I can ask you again the question: yeah. What is your take on shame? Yeah. And so, what did you take on your present take on shame? Yeah, Without yeah. like even thinking, but just a kind of like your idea. Yeah, I, I need to reflect a little bit on that. I can answer now, but I need just to like, like yeah, reflect yeah. when I'm going to get a bit stirred too. I can sit on the... Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting in a good-ass studio here, and I'm here. Oh my god, look at that butterfly. Butterfly, what you doing with us? You're going to get hot. It's, it's, yeah. Equipment which yeah. I can get that isolates that. Uh, um, I don't want an isolator. It's too strong for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on shame. It does clog up your. Yeah. Like clog the throat sounds. 
coffee make it sound coffee coughingly <laughs> yeah like that shame you know what's uh, yeah <laughs> that's the question of the day the Kim yeah. because you know what Kim did oh. you know that uh, when you when you when you smile you know what happens then the it creates endorphins in your brain or something. Yeah, that's true too. But yeah. when you smile, yeah. the whole world will mm. smile with you. But Kim, this is where shame has always like been prevalent to me. Uh. If you cry, you'll cry alone. So if you smile, the whole world will smile with you. Hey, well, golly! That's what I've been taught. Yeah. But if you cry, shamey little boy, mm. then you cry alone. Is that effective? Well, I think that's the that's the sign of the Western society. Mm. I think that because and and I don't mean that in a way that uh, that kind of statement is a Western society statement. I just claim that Western society is like the the fan bearers, the pioneers, the front runners when it comes to shit like that. Mm. Mm. Indi- individualism or. Uh, so, what is I your. I don't know how to pronounce the words in Norwegian either, so forget about my English. No, it's, you said um, it. Uh, you said it correctly, my friend. Your English is perfection, immaculation. But shame. Shame, yeah. What's your current. So, you're going to read this book. Uh, yeah. Aristotle. Yeah. So the reason I, the only reason I mentioned that is because in his book he has a chapter on, or a section on shame. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know in uh, rhetoric you know uh, Aristotle uh, learned uh, ethos, pathos, logos. Mm. So you look at the logos as the mind, you know, and mind is also the word. And in the Bible, the first thing you you start with this uh, word is God. God is word. God said. So if you think about that is more in an esoteric way, the sound and vibrations. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, Nikola Tesla said, if you look at the universe in forms of so- sound, vibrations, and uh, one more thing, electricity maybe? I don't remember. Everyone knows that. Um, you will understand the, the, like the true magic and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, logos is mine. So if you uh, articulate and communicate and debate, uh, all uh, all the structure is the logos. Okay. Um, the, all the, the science show, statistics show, blah, 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 blah. Pathos, pato in, uh, in Latin come from uh, suffering. You know, you have a really nice word which... Uh, uh, sprung into the English vocabulary which is called passion and you know what passion is that's also come from part of the suffering in Norwegian we have a really beautiful word it's called lidenskap so pathos in uh, rhetoric and from Aristotle's view is kind of your character it's your nature it's your soul it's your spirit it's your true spirit it's not like it's not like a golden chain one where everything is love, peace. It's bhakti yoga. It's who you are, good or worse. You're gonna stand for it. You're gonna fight for it. And the pathos, the stronger pathos, the more 
believe more you can believe in whatever can be articulated it's not how how dignified a character you are it's about how honest you are as a character how much you have your heart on your sleeve in no kind of way you know and the last and the last hieroglyphic in the Egyptian uh, of the hieroglyphic is uh, before the death god of Arius and uh, where you weigh your heart against the uh, 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 truth God you know so whatever you have on your heart it don't matter if you say it if you confess the confessor is the thing you have to that's that's where you need to be a warrior you need to confess that shit it's like and you know the autonym of confessor this is a really trippy one so the anti the, the opposite word of no, confessor no, 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 that's no. martyr that's the Whoa. ultimate victim role you know so you shouldn't be a you shouldn't be a martyr you should never be in a victim role which we all are before we reach kind of enlightenment or something so you kind of work on that right and to avoid that you need to be a fucking warrior you need to follow your pathos you need to find your character be true to your character no one else man this um and then you have your logos no sorry ethos which is kind of my my view on it is your heart you know, you have your mind, your heart, and your spirit, your character, and your stomach, where your life force is. That's how my uh, view on it. But the uh, uh, ethos is... Uh, uh, um, quotes. You know, you, okay. you, you kind of like... Uh, you, it's very communicate on universal values. Okay. You know? Okay. Values. It's values. All right. So shared values. So if you look, when you talk in pathos, you could talk from your character. So if you think about politicians today and rhetoric, they don't say anything. They, they, they don't come from anywhere. They don't have a, a clear pathos. No. You, know? they, you, don't know, they, you don't know where. They, that's why you can say all the politicians are political correct. So if you don't do that in the Western world today, it's such an impact you can become the president of the United States of America. Mm. Because people, when people say, well, they say what we want to hear. It's not necessarily, necessarily the logos in it. Like, well, we, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they're just looking for a character. Yeah. People looking for a character yeah. in the Western world because we're so afraid of meaning anything. You know, it's just, even though we have this individualism society where you need to find all your individualism but it's rooted in the wrong way it's rooted totally wrong because mm. they say to a girl and a boy you're totally the same it's no different from your sex yeah. but you're unique everything else is unique it's just your sex that is the same as everyone else instead of kind of and you see in, in the western society of course how how the boys are kind of left behind you know? yeah, it's happening. And I think that feeling, this uh, angry young man feeling, is the same as the radical, fanatical uh, uh, freedom fighters around mm. the world, suicide bombers. It's the same thing. I can relate to that. Yeah. I have no problem Extreme to relate feminism. to that. I've, I've, yeah. As I said in a debate uh, earlier, no, last year, I, I can understand it was a ma- not the ideology of uh, Nazism. I can understand why. I find it hard to relate to people who accepted Nazism in Germany, but I have no problem and I can't understand why you compare them with uh, suicide bombers 
and terrorists, so-called terrorists in the Middle East, because those are freedom fighters. They, they live the normal life and they see the neighbor or the mother or the brother or the kids getting bombed and killed for no reason at all. Of course they would fight. It's the yeah. first thing I would yeah. do. I, I would there. do what the fuck ever I could do. Yeah. I would bomb whatever I could find in Yeah. You should, yeah. shouldn't try this yeah. place, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I can relate to them. Uh, it's freedom fighters, but uh, the apathy of the Nazis, which is kind of like symbolic of the Western world, mm. you know, how we kind of like accept the American imperialism. And, yeah. Uh, yeah fall of the last empire which we kind of are witnessing mm. in, uh, in the yeah. States it's yeah. kind of funny but it didn't, it didn't uh, we didn't come to the shame what I think shame is your current yeah your current idea and I'll ask yeah, you again my, my current idea I th- what I think shame is is when you f- when you feel your action does not uh, align your character and so you beat yourself up for it. Yeah, unconsciously, you go and really feel uh, on, ho- ho- uh, on how you should be. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how you, like a lot of times for me, it's more how I've been presented with opportunities and I backed off. Yeah, but that again get rooted to how you should be. How you should. It's a character yeah. flaw you don't like with yourself. I should be more brave. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you want to you your inner self. Yeah. Have an urge to be the high, your higher self, your yeah. higher yeah, self. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know your higher self is not, not committing on what you want to commit. So it's two things you can do with that. And I've, been, and I've been working in the same process. It's stopped committing or start acting. And uh, what I find is I try to go in the middle, you know? Because when you come to your nature and your pathos and your true self and your, your being, it's, you have to be true to them. That's where you find your God. That's your, where you find your personal relation to God. You know, it's not true any, uh, any other's experience. It's your own experience. Mm. As Aristoteles called it, your being per, uh, experience. So everything you ha- have experienced is still true. It's just yours. Mm. Even though yeah. I can yeah. understand and see or believe and relate to the picture and the visions and the realization you have had. Yeah. If I open my mind and I open my heart, I can try to find references. And yes. I say, yes, this is in the same way. Mm. I be- so I believe it, mm. you know, because I hear, if I open my mind and I open my heart, you can hear when, what comes from yeah. what's true and not, you know, because the true thing is interesting. In, uh, in Hawaiian native tribism, you have uh, where alua come from, the word alua. Mm. I don't remember what this means, but it's, it has a really different meaning. I think oh, it's... Uh, Jamie, yeah. God damn it. Uh, they have a word I think it's called sorry I think it's called Ike and that's uh, how true something is is mm-hmm. how effective it is mm-hmm. straight down so if something is true then it's effective okay. you know so when you hear really true words it's kind of like seeds going into you and it can't grow hmm. too far if it's a yeah. lie you know yeah, 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 a lie yeah. can only grow and hold so far you know and is shame, because do you, 
would you say that shame is a useful tool or shame is just completely trash and just do not look at it and just avoid it type of thing um so i want to say also because i cannot finish my view on shame that i have no fucking idea like really thank you uh, i have like kind of this is my one point on shame and the reason i think shame is really exciting is because i have uh, I felt it a lot mm. and I feel it still you know even every everything I do with uh, work and my own life and so on I still feel like really shameful for not being able to be uh, the father which the society expects from my kids and then I and then I kind of have the internal fight like well I fucked the society you know mm. I give my kid love and wisdom and so on and I know they love it, but it's not about that. It's it's about well, I can, st- but that's not the case. I can still give them that, but they are still my kids and have their own being experience of the world and life, and I'm still a father for them, who don't can provide them what the society around also them mm-hmm. expects from me. So it's kind of like what is that? What is that? Mean? You know, now I live with. Uh, four other from work and okay. I have only one room and the kid sleeps in the bed with me which I love mm. and they love but it's like more like having space for them like yeah. having maybe have my life more focused around them and built around them mm. because now we're three years in weekly and it's things starting to float and it's so it's good yeah so I should I shouldn't go and excuse myself because of my work. I kind of like, I have done my and, most. And that's where the feeling of shame comes in for you, where yeah. you're saying, I need to balance. Because I was going to tell you this. This is where uh, it confuses me about shame. A lot of times I hear from very, from even Jordan Peterson, that shame is something that is a habit that you use. Uh, in order to feel better about yourself mm. and you shouldn't engage with it at all yeah. Whereas in, for me in my life the, f- the feel of shame has been difficult and it has been hard to bear with but the mere sort of I guess push towards the truth as well at the same time uh. like that shame uh. just kind of like always intervene uh. with something like real yeah. it's not like fake either so, so I'm confused like because it, it does also lead me to play mm. like I realize like yeah shame is not effective fully but I, it does also guide me sometimes so I'm confused about that but it's like uh, I can relate to that uh, I think that uh, more and more because I, I've been thinking very dark uh, and also when I've been tripping I'm, mm. I go, can go dark Mm. It's no problem for me, and I like that. In in my teens, I had like really like a melancholy a, uh, view of life, mm. like and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. Like mm-hmm. I, I listened to a lot of like melancholy music and Damien Rice, mm. Anthony Johns. Just love them. Mm. You know, I just would lie home in bed and like think on how fucked up the world, and if I just could find a girl, one girl, and we could just be like Bonnie and Clyde. Just the two of us, you know, create our own it's shit. Interesting state is to me is definitely melancholy. The melancholy 
state is almost like the flow state. And sometimes, and I've talked to uh, some of my friends about it, that... Because, okay, let's say you take MDMA, okay, and then you just go hard with it. Then what will happen is you will deplete your serotonin and you will fall into melancholy. And melancholy is usually where the anxiety kicks in, is where that, like, self-evaluation, the shame kicks in. And, like, you sort of also, like, start dreaming and pondering away and you start thinking about death. But it's a, to me, it's like a state that you can learn from. And yeah. a lot of people talk about taking MDMA and going to that state yeah. and purposely yeah. play around with melancholy and shame and guilt and all these different aspects. Yeah. And, and that, uh, I think, what's my, would be my second point is like, I, I, my first point is then that I don't believe, also reading through Buddhism, you know, in Buddhism they say that you, self decide what you think what you say and what you do mm. you're the master yourself of those three things yes and i recommend people to look up lecture on youtube on on buddhist swamis and so on because they are on university and so on. it's really good and they can have like one and a half hour lecture on how that you, how you decide what to think how you decide what, what to is, speak what, is what it's buddhism is just search for Buddhist lecture, think, speak, and is there a specific person, specific people? Yeah, I'd like to listen. To yeah, you? but I, I don't remember those names. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can easily find. Oh, out. we'll we'll put it in the description. Yeah. And you'll find it in the same too. Yeah. So um, and uh, and if you, uh, uh, it's also really nice song. This funkadelic, wear or wear sunscreen. You, everybody should wear sunscreen you know that it's just a guy like nope. uh, uh, talks like li- life wisdom is a really nice song a little bit. Like, like a funny kind yeah. of like you know, like trippy music guitar music and so. but I'll it's it. like your, your mind is like a, a garden you know and I really believe that more and more your mind is like soil fruitile soil mm. so whatever seed you if you put in good thoughts you, you will uh, bear up good fruits if you put in bullshit thoughts uh, your soul will corrupt you right? mm-hmm. you always would be you corrupt the soil mm-hmm. and I believe more and more in that the same as kind of what Marcus Aurelius is preaching and so you are what you surround yourself with you know mm-hmm. be very careful on that that's, what, that's why I deleted Facebook that's why I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just more but Tim Ferriss says you're the average you're the you're the average of the five people you present or currently hang out with the most. Yeah. That's yeah, and you can say that, and that's why I really love like inviting all the crazy people here to weekly to talk about what they know mm. because it just blows my mind. Definitely, man. And I mean, blow my mind because my root is where I still where my root is. You know, mm. it's it's it, it's fertile soil. You know, it's mm. just some extra. I don't remember the name of English for Jutsa. Um Fertilizer. Fertilizer. It's extra fertilizer. Yeah. If you, you if you have a strong root, you just take what you need. You hear what you want to hear and you see what you want to see. So you shouldn't just go around mm. and follow people, yeah. you know? That's why you should find your path pathos, your your own connection mm. with God. My father has this really beautiful story. he's been travelling all over the world and one of his friends who was in Iran 
um, had this story from it was um, Sharia law that they gave out in yeah. in Iran in the market square. Yeah. And um, and um, the Sharia law law the Sharia law is the spiritual law, is the scriptural law. It's so the the it, it's um, it was a fatwa. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it, right? And, and that's when Imam, the Imam, come and say, "This is how you should." Uh, it's probably not the r- scriptural rules. I'm not sure on this, but so the fatwa is more the interpretation of the God representative we have here right now, which is the oh, Imam, okay, you know, okay, okay. Imam or the preacher it would be yeah. in, Christi- in Christianity. All know? right, um, and uh, and it was something about. Uh, the woman shouldn't read or go to school or something like that. Okay. And then one older woman re- reached up to her hand and said, this, ca- this can't be true, I deny to something like that. And then the imam said to the woman, you woman who can't read and can't write, how can you tell me what's the word of God? And then she took her right hand on her heart and left her hand pointed up to the sky and said, because I have... Uh, I have uh, I have connection with my God, you know, yeah. and that's kind of uh, an archetypical story for me of like uh, wow. finding your own God, like finding your your being, your your true nature, yeah. and then you can start to tap into that yeah. and find a universal connection and see we all are alike, but we still all are all are unique in a way, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and the second one is that then the shame. Of course, I believe in going dark places and so on. But I think it's the time and space. So I think many times, especially when you listen to preachers or something like that, yeah. or people who talk philosophy. Yeah. If you talk about Buddhism, they don't see themselves as a religion. They talk see themselves as a life philosophy. And what is philosophy? Yeah. Philia is from Greek, means love. Sophia is for uh, Greek, I mean wisdom. So it's a lover of wisdom. So whenever you you listen to stuff like that, I think it's easy to listen when you hear people speak from their own journey, Mm. you know, then it's easier to relate because you can, the truth resonates. Yes. And then it's never about uh, this is the way. It's more like this is my way. It's it's about uh, finding your way. Hope my way can... How to guide your own shit, you know? And uh, when you see, uh, I think a lot of, especially in spiritual community, uh, they are so fanatic about their way. Mm. So they think that's the only way. I don't remember who who said it. I think it was Carl Jung who said, be aware of the man who only have read one book. And it's not necessarily one book, but it's one way, you know? Mm. If you study medicine and become a doctor and you are only a doctor and no medicine in your own life it can be very uh, it's not a broad view of the universe and life yeah most definitely and you can still be a doctor and become a doctor and have that diploma and with an open mind and open heart and mm-hmm. you will really you will have a broader view of the universe and life mm-hmm. and I think you will learn more and yeah. become wiser Definitely. Yeah. If you will suffer more or not, I'm not sure. I don't know. In my point of view, I think maybe some people are set here to play out the role that is causing suffering. Yeah. Could be. Causing what do suffering. I mean? No. Being no. 
the, the victims of or suffer. Yeah, and, and the reason I believe that is because I, I look at my life and, and talk about finding character and integrity. Mm. Integrity is something you can integrate in your life. Yeah. Like in Bhakti Yoga, you know. Yeah. So you, the, if you if it's if it don't resonate and it's not uh, written between your integrity and your walk of life, uh, then I think you can start to feel a lot of shame. Mm. Especially if you get some kind of awakening through suffering or, or something like that, you know. Yeah. So that's that's where the shame I also think come in the part where it's good is because it's part of starting to be aware. It's an intervention almost. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Yeah. Your own outplay, yeah. the nature's outplay of life, you know. I, uh, you know, the past few months, for me, a lot of uh, my staticness was because of shame, because mm. of feeling shame, feeling guilt. Mm. But at the same time, it, it, even though it was the main reason for me not being able to do certain things. It was also the mere thing that brought me to the place yeah. that I should do something else. Yeah. And then it wasn't an effective tool anymore mm. because that course of it was done. And I guess like for me, that journey started when I was overweight, mm. very overweight and I was just living this loose life. And then the shame mm. heavily kicked in because I went to find, uh, uh, find a job after graduating with my bachelor's and uh, some dude after a bunch of interviews told me like look you're very overweight nobody's gonna hire you how do you expect people to hand responsibility of their corporation to you when you can't even be responsible of yourself mm. and that really caused a huge amount of shame mm. but and, and a lot of like you know I guess like anxiety a lot of mm. like different hurtful symptoms mm. but initially dragged me to make action drastic action that mm. brought me into a place where I'm able to f figure out what I really want to do and then realize that oh my god I'm here now I don't need to feel shame anymore mm. so I get that but that shame I feel like always I want to give some credit to it can't just discredit that chain mm. even though for the most part I'm like it's been told that you should just discredit shame mm. but when you it, it really makes sense to me more when you say when you choose your external sort of food mm. of information that mm. what you feed yourself and the place the true nature of where you're going the place that you're going is like really modest is that mm. the, the, to the core that heart on your sleeve mm. place maybe that tool of shame could be a mm. very good mechanism mm. for a while mm. but I don't know so it'd be interesting I, when you read about shame and I, come back I think it's also like this us. continuing realization of shame you know mm. so I think uh, me and you probably are thrown into it too because it's a part of our path yeah. to have a re deep realization of how shame is. Yeah. And maybe just our novice awareness of shame right now mm. will help through a podcast, for example, 
connect with other people who are aware of the same shame feeling they having, or maybe they don't, uh, they are not aware it's shame, yeah. just a bad feeling, you know. Well, that's uh, and uh, that's also a thing. But I, I really, really believe in this thing that oh my god, accepting uh, accepting where you're coming from, and yeah. then respecting where you're coming from, yeah, and then loving where you're coming from, yeah. That's uh, and that's hard. It's a hard one. That's yeah. why it's kind of work, you know, yeah. a spiritual work. Yeah. It's like it seems like now that we're talking about it, there's like each and every of these mechanisms we're talking about: the state of feeling, being in the flow, the state mm. of melancholy. In its own time and place, they all are good. Yeah. And then after a certain time, it's almost like taking a medicine, and yeah. then the cure is over, and then you put it aside, and you. Don't or do something else. I, and I, I'm just very hyped to see what what you get out of that uh, Aristotle book. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's just a, a small it's just a small part. So, but yeah. I think I'm more psyched actually on reading How to Change Your Mind, Michael Pollan. Okay, I'm really psyched on that because just what I heard about it, I. Uh, and uh, I have some friends reading it now. And Thank you for sharing uh, uh, your sort of uh, deep aspects of shame. Yeah. It's not, you know, I think uh, I, I think the most uh, helpful thing to me is just this uh, um, realization for me when I really got uh, how to open my heart. Mm. When I'm um, reading thing and listening to thing and uh, with my mind like some almost all the every spiritual way sake like the, the mind is a spirit you know mm. it's a perfect uh, yeah. servant but a terrible master you know the heart is a lead and uh, and also my favorite word from last year I told you this many times courage it's come from courage old French courage which means heart so if you wonder ever in any time what's bravery or courage is it's to follow your heart it's this gut feeling when you're like should I say this now or should I do this now I'm all alone you kind of like find yourself all alone yes that's your battle that's that's your your thing that's your uh, and thank you for putting that aspect to uh, the exploration of or using the podcast as a tool to sort of learn that aspect that is I would say the mere cause of my most suffering right now the shame mm. and use that to talk with other people mm. talk with you with you for example mm. and hear your sort of take on how you deal with that it's beautiful in, in Tantra Buddhism they say like uh, you should never invest in the result you shouldn't be invested in yourself in the result you yeah. shouldn't be like I see myself like this and this if this happen or I see myself I can do this and this if this yeah. happen you should just invest in the process yeah only in the process so I think that's a, a beautiful thing with this uh, shame also because if you invest in the process if you do your religion or mm. do your yoga yoga is Sanskrit for unity or link or connection going in unity with what with something call it nature super superconsciousness or, or God Religion comes from uh, Latin religare, which means unity, unity with what 
super consciousness, nature, God, whatever you mm. want to have. But it's about your purpose, your values, you know, find that uh, thing. And if you do go into shame then, as you say, like the deep and the, the shitty thoughts, the tough thoughts, mm-hmm. um, if, because you see it's about yourself, your journey. Yeah. What is this giving me? Mm-hmm. What, 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 what am I experiencing here? What yeah. are I'm feeling in here, you know? Yeah. Um, then you can. That, that's why I have this uh, <clears throat> so much this uh, warrior's metaphor going into my head all the times. Also because I have some visions about this, the warrior spirit. You need to yeah. find your warrior spirit, you know. And uh, that's what that's holy war. Yeah. That's jihad. Yeah. And it's not what you who you're willing to bomb for it. It's what you are willing to die for. And what you're willing to yeah. uh, give your life for. And, yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be violent. No, because you can't take your own life. Yeah, no? you can't take your own life. No, yeah. so then you can die yeah. in the grace of God, but not as a martyr, Yeah, as a confessor. You have to be willing, standing naked on the battlefield, yeah. proclaiming to the whole world, I believe in this, and yeah. with know, a sword in your hand, and uh, yeah. all that shit. And if you go into that in that kind of way, in what you say, the modest, with your heart on the sleeve way, same way as uh, uh, tripping. Wow, man! Ceremonies, you, you know. That's why they call this talk so much about intentions. Yeah. What is your intention? Such good intentions, you know. Yeah. Because you have to work with that. You have to find them. It's not hard, It's not easy to find. You know, if you really gonna resonate with yourself, because it's easy to have a, a intention which is kind of like I'm gonna love. develop myself yeah. or love. Love, you know? yeah, the word love. It's, is it's very easy, but when you start to think about it and you start to meet going up to the ceremony or the trip or whatever you're going to take, if it's five minutes before or a second before or five days before, you're going to start to feel a little bit of nervousness, this fear. Yeah. And if you have something then, because then the truth and honesty is starting to creep really oh, near that's to That's a good advice, Really, man. really that's close to you. Man. So then you kind of like, you meet yourself in the door and you say, God, okay, so you had love. You're fucking hypocrite. No, I want to show you. Take your out to throw you some light, light in your mind, oh, make man. you realize some shit. You know. So it's. Uh, I think it's a little bit like that. Be humble and have intention that are true to yourself. And if you are fucking angry on on nature and super consciousness and God and what the fuck, be fucking angry. With it. Be honest with. It. Be honest with uh, yourself. Go in with them with like yeah. your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, and that's kind of a warrior way. But it's kind of hard because people don't like suffering, you know. But in life, it's suffering. Yeah. Never. Passion is suffering. So you're gonna meet suffering. So what you need to find out is what the fuck you want to suffer for. It's. Uh, and that's and if you can work with that, then I think you find what the Hindu call your Atman, your true self, or your Buddhist call your true ego. <laughs> And in that role, you can be a superstar, you can be a hero, you are a hero, instead of uh, some uh, co-role in a bad uh, soap opera. Yeah, man, that is so... Thank you. Yeah. I believe that. But, and I, I, uh, and I, I experience more and more, the more I believe something, the more good things come to me. And as long as it's good. As long in good faith, you know, and then I kind of uh, uh, have to um, 
take me back someplace or do more or something because I say it was wrong how I did it. Mm. But that don't matter. It's like it's, I feel like I have God's grace when I realize those things and start to shift in a new direction. And but nice. if I don't do it, then I start to develop shame also. Man, this is really nice. So, uh, okay, so the reframing, I guess, like the entire summarization of like what I sort of got is that it doesn't matter if you make mistakes, actually. It doesn't matter if you do wrong moves, as long as you follow that gut feeling mm. and the truth. Mm. If you bounce around and suffer, mm. that's a part of it, and that's a part mm. of the process, and that's the mere thing. But like, if you stick to that truth, mm. that gut feeling, you will eventually fall into a place where you will find something that you worth that you find worth dying for. And when you track out of that, or if you're not there, that tool of shame can be the mere thing, or fear can mm. be the mere moments that can lead you to those places. Absolutely. Or the truth, the gut feelings are prevalent in mm. those shame mm. and fearful moments. Mm. You can see and look at it in another way. If you feel shame, there's something there. Okay. You know, yeah. something to work with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. And it's it don't mean you have to sit and think about it and cry for yourself. It, yeah. It's something to work with. Spider tingling. Why are you afraid? Yeah. What is the fear? Fear also then you, the op- fear is the opposite of growth. And by or no, it's not nutrition um, brings growth. Yeah. In biology, and uh, toxin brings uh, stagnation. That's yeah. not the word, but something like that. You know? Okay. So it's kind of comfort. Comfort and fear is kind of the same place in life. You know, it's not growth. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of growth. So I think it's, it's if you feel fear, it, it's something there. I try to work more. I think that's kind of especially as a male who's become who was like a super atheist and Richard Dawkins and Sam Harris and Christopher yeah. Hitchens was my idols when I was mm. like 19, 20 mm. Mm. <clears throat> I think and then become like uh, uh, now I believe in God you mm. know and, and just the, that whole journey there is, I think it's really hard for a western um, science uh, dogma uplearn kind of boy very masculine to acknowledge that feeling is kind of maybe a concept called spirit and it's energy and it's uh, an emotion and emotion is an energy in motion. Um, yeah, the scientists would say it's just chemicals bouncing around type of thing. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but they still can also match your energy also now outside your body. How you know? so? You know, have you seen this Japanese scientist who have this thing you put on your head and you can, what you think about, they can um, show on a TV screen. What? So if you think about an elephant, they kind of like, you see like, yeah. What? Yeah. <coughs> what is it? Um, we can find it, we can All put right. a link on that also. <laughs> so, so just like, uh, so me now, more when I get emotions, uh, I have more like... Uh, it's probably more feminine 
view of it mm. you know it's more mm. a realization and that I'm also having also a feminine and accepting mm. that I also have a feminine part and I don't mean feminine as man woman mm. I mean as yin yang yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and um, and then I just look at it as what it is more like than what you learn the first times in meditation you know take the witness stance Oh, here's anger. Why do I feel an anger now? Oh, that's uh, or the more yeah. just look at it as yeah. a mind, you know. And um, that's, it's kind of kind of nice. But it, it, what, one thing that struck me is when you recap what you got up out from this episode. Yeah, is you were very linear in your approach, <laughs> and the Buddhists have like a really nice view on uh, how life is. It's like your it's a stream, right? But you are one verbal wind in the stream. Yeah. So oh, right. rocks can, okay. and so life comes, time flies by, you know. Yeah. It's like samsara also. Samsara is the wheel of life, the karmic wheel of life, you know. Yeah. And samsara is also, the deeper you go into something, the more stuck you are in samsara. It's your karma, you know. So that's also your ego investing into whatever you do, instead of just investing in the process. So it's kind of like you have to take the state of mind as an artist, you know, the painters, the brilliant painters who didn't paint for anyone then and there. They just was the time of the zeitgeist. They want to be like forever. It was the masterpiece and art. And that's yeah. kind of the life is also your life. As Mahatma Gandhi say, I have nothing to say. My life is my message. You know, when they was asked for what yeah. you have to say to those. And that's how you have to look at your life in a way. Mm. And I, I see, I, I try to like de-digitalize myself every day because I see I invest so much in a digital world which is just an illusion in an illusion <laughs> you know and it's uh, and then I see like if I want to so it's not like I have to be like do like be yeah. the best or something like that which I had I, try, I had 10 years where I tried, tried to conquer the world you know that didn't go very well and uh, but it's, it's it's more like being have like this urge to really uh, be myself, fulfill my destiny, you know, continue this journey, this adventure I got in life, and and the more I believe in in that I can live this trippy kind of life, which is, and I'm not talking about drugs, mm. you know, I'm talking about I think my life in the year that will come will just be one a lot of experience. Epic epic story you know and I don't mean that in any superficial way I mean a, an epic story you know I look forward to all the relations I'm going to continue to to grow a new relationship I'm going to get and how I positive impact life and and people around me the truer I am to myself yeah. and my my, mm. my destiny mm. the way I see it and um, I think that's important I think people have to believe in something. You know, they say that's why Jesus said, Blessed are the believer. You know, mm. people who don't have any signs of confirmation. I have a l enough sign of confirmation that what I'm saying now is to believe in, you know, because I have manifested my own reality. So but I still live my life and I mm. suffer. But I'm at least. I kind of find a way to suffer what I believe in. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Wow, that's good. 
That's a good one. Mm. You're always going to be suffering. Mm. Find something you love to die for and suffer. Yeah, and Buddhism, and I also think that the more you are on out in the samsara, is uh, is like a wheel, you know, spinning wheel round, 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 round. The more you will suffer. So you try to step back, and then you transcend. Then wheel gets. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes back into the. So in the middle, you are like a light beacon. Your true self. Right? Wow, man. <laughs> your own mandala. Just your own mandala. goes and then consciousness all of a sudden. Wow, wow, that's a big cool. Hey, Frederick, could do an animation on what you just said. I wish you had to do an animation on the whole podcast. <laughs> what, what me and Alan spoke about is that uh, we're going to choose like one minute of like very good dialogue uh, and that need, that you can do descriptions on uh, and do like animation on uh, it. So and put it on YouTube. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that. Like Joe Rogan does it, Tim Ferriss uh, mm-hmm. do it. And usually uh, it's not that it's an idea... Uh, that no, and it makes you unique or something. Oh. But it's an effective tool to really yeah, make people understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. When I was on my uh, ayahuasca ceremony in uh, November or December, mm. I had this really clear vision that I needed to some way communicate and illustrate the meaning of your two prayer hands. You know. And, okay. And 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 your are you right-handed or left-handed? I am right. right hand, okay. That's your will. Okay. Your will is in your right hand. Your intention is in your left hand. And you take them together. Okay. Your will and your intention. And you can't have a flat your palms because it symbolizes your heart. This is your heart. That's why they hold it like this. Oh, damn. And the two thumbs is where you have together because they connect with your stem. You know, so wherever you're gonna touch them, this is like alchemy, getting the power into your heart. You know? And then, whenever you want to do this, you can do this after yoga, you can do this in the morning and the night, whatever. But connected with your heart, and then you can say or pray forever you want to pray for, and then you put it to your third eye, your two thumbs, and you ask for. One term is Christ consciousness. See clearly, see truthfully. Yeah. And which is what? Did you explain that just quickly? Christ it's, consciousness. It's uh, using your mind as a slave and not as a master. Okay. It's, uh, your heart is in lead. Your your uh, not a slave. Your mind is just a perfect servant. Okay. Free from illusions, free from ego grasping, and seeing as it, as it is. Clear. Just Clear. that thing that it does, which is yes. to calculate and stuff. Yes. And it's so you try to fill the energy here with from your heart. Yes. You know. Okay. And then you take the two times down to your lips, mm-hmm. and then you ask and pray for the thing that you will speak the truth, and your true words from your Atman. You know, clean words in the same way as I told you with uh, mine. And then you take it back down. You could do also which I do sometimes, is when you take it over your head and bow. Mm. It's kind of like a humble, you bow down to, like more and this more. Is, this is like complete humbleness. Yeah. Like, oh dear. Like, do you pray anything yourself? Well, I, um, 
I, I do now, and that's because uh, ever since like doing ceremonies. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I grew up in. Uh, my dad was a pastor, a Christian yeah. family, and prayers were part of my growing up. Like before going to sleep, waking up, before eating, before everything, giving a little prayer. Mm. I had to pray. Yeah. So it was always this mechanism for me, but then an unconscious mechanism, which I didn't. I was very disconnected. But then when I started doing ceremonies and I started to sort of connect with something, that tool of prayer really became significant. Mm. And then the question really came back: Is not is God real? Is it? Oh. It's like. What is it that these that these positions, like a meditation, say, like uh, you sit down and now you showed your fingers? And, oh, I hope we can do an animation of that. The the way you uh, put your hands together and then uh, do certain prayers and then you move your hand and then maybe you're on your knees. Does does that in, in a certain motion, just like doing yoga or something, trigger a state which is very like? For some reason, you could easily, not easily, but you can a lot more clearly show people that through yoga and meditation mm. and in combination. But now I'm starting to really think that that same sort of tapping mm. into something is also in these positions yeah. of prayers of yeah. putting your hands together and like yourself, putting the thumbs on the solar plexus yeah. and then just like moving it upwards. Yeah. Definitely start like quote unquote tripping at some point in the yoga meditation. Can you do the same? Have you ever experienced that with prayers? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. so, so in pr- in, I do more and more praying. And, okay. and praying, I do, if I compare it with meditation, I do pray probably 90 95% praying. Okay. It's, for me, it's kind of praying. Me too. The, the, the way to go. And, uh, and, I think like yoga and uh, and now we're talking about yoga as the way the West is yoga. Mm. For me, yoga is the term term for a path, a way, okay, a practice. You know, so uh, mantra yoga is just mantra. Okay, know? yeah, and and mantra also. I think like the Hare Krishna mantra, that shit is working for me. I don't need any mushroom or or LSD or something like that. That shit is. Uh, it's cleansing. It's not like uh, drugs. <laughs> mm. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. It's just cleansing and transcending for me. Mm-hmm. Like really, I, it's kind of funny because so many people, like especially from my hometown, is like uh, it's not it's not only Oslo, but like <laughs> many in my hometown is like, have you become in this sect or have you like? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I've seen so many Hare Krishna. Like uh, it's so many like because they don't know. It's just that <laughs> they don't, they don't know. But it, it's so. I think it's so trippy just the fact that what it actually does, that the mantra is actually an exercise for my mind. And it's like if you like to do chess or you like to do something like exactly. that. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's like you're putting on a wire, I feel like the mate is about, and I just sing those words and it transcends for me. I don't think it's to do that for everyone, but that's how it is for me. So when I pray, I'm 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 praying to my God. I'm praying through my true self as clean I can be, and I never ask for anything else than strength and and uh, bravery, 
courage mm. to do what I have to do. Man, Jordan Peterson talked about this on the Aubrey Marcus podcast of asking God and praying to God and asking Him uh, for uh, for help, asking Him to give you, but not for things or uh, things that are in the what was it for your own gain? Yeah, in a, in a, in a gainy way, sort of like money yeah. or something, yeah. but something that's already in you, like an emotion of like strength mm. uh, to willpower mm. or something. Give me willpower so I can, you know, or mm. let me fully submit myself to you so I can be, mm. you know, and going from that position as a prayer of like wanting yeah. and. And also talking about prayer, using as a tool to just set quick yeah. intentions, even combining psychedelics yeah, in yeah, that yeah, process. But, but the, the funny thing, and, and the really in meditation, uh, um, they talk a lot about uh, humbleness, to be humble, mm. you know, open your heart and these things. And I'm not sure if, I'm, I'm not sure, not if, but how effective praying is. If you re if you haven't ha- really tapped into that humbleness, and um, and I, n- I know I'm not saying that uh, someone knows more about how to be humble, and just the awareness of that, because yeah. you need that awareness when you do the praying. It's not an ego trip. You're kind of free of your ego. You kind of like it's your belief. It's where you are real with yourself. Yeah. It don't matter. It don't matter what you believe in. Yeah. The, the place you are real with yourself. That's where you have to kind of do the prayer. Because the humble thing is is really connected to uh, the humbleness that you don't know shit, and it's something more than you. And whatever it is, we are all connected. Mm. Uh, so it's. And uh, I, I like this metaphor of seeing myself. I use that metaphor a lot. A couple of years ago, seeing myself as a just stupid monkey running mm. uh, uh, along the stream, yeah. you know, trying to figure yeah. out what's going on. <laughs> but w- my vision, I was one of the few who actually knew we were only stupid monkeys running around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that kind of changed also through prayer, actually. Mm. Uh, How so? I had this. Um, uh, I had this vision of Krishna, and. Uh, and I found myself um, in front of his chariot, and it was Krishna. It was like a dream. My state of mind was like a dream. Mm. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a very judgmental state of mind. Mm. You know, it was. I felt very like a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, he was at his chariot. Uh, Krishna, for people who don't know that, that's just the form of uh, name of God. But it's, it's God personified or conceptualized of by Hinduism mm. through stories. Um, I could say Allah, which is also the Arabic word of God. But so the vision you will have is probably the vision you are putting seeds in your mind to conceptualize with, you know. And um, yeah, it's hard. And it's hard to explain to people how to tap into that of themselves because it's themselves and every individual has that very own approach like I understand what you're saying but it's probably not the same as yours but I just understand because I feel like I I think if you ever have had 
a trippy experience. That's the only thing I was going to no, say. No, no, but I mean trippy, not as drugs. Okay. I mean like having kids. Like so, something that okay. shake your world, like right. your 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 uh, ground of reality. Mm. Losing a really close one, getting mm. like a really mm. cancer or something like that. Yeah, mm. but uh, shit, I have heard enough uh, stories of people who just got it sitting on a subway, sitting at work someday. Yeah, so just some profound realization. But it's mostly come from suffering. That's why that people say suffering is grace. You know, because through your suffering, you can. I again, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. yeah, this this I, this suffering, the uh, the the pain and the, all the shame, all the guilt, all yeah, the anxiety. That's the mere tool. Like the pain and the suffering, I, I I can't see myself even being able to understand anything that I understand now without that. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I sometimes think about it, I'm like, okay, if I was to do something different, it's like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. Then, like... When should you start it? Because, yeah, yeah. What, from when? Yeah, because if I... From change, zero? Or from... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I want that from five, that shit there, no, it's not a, like... You, have you heard a story about, uh, uh, okay, you live your whole life. And then you meet God. Mm-hmm. And God say, okay, Arian, you, you lived your life. Now you're going to live a new life. You can decide whatever you want. You can have everything. Go ahead. But you have to decide now and then you live your life. And then you do that. And then you live your life. You have all your desires. You just have a rock and roll, King Kong. I don't know how your desirable yeah. life would be. Yeah. Probably different now than what it was an hour ago or a year ago or ten years yeah. ago or something like but that. it's the same mechanism like yeah. it's, it's one day's football or another day it's like yeah. basketball and then you say. do it again and then you do it again yeah. and, then you do it. and every time you do it you yourself you will start to make it a little more difficult you will start to put up hinders because you see like this over flood of life that's not the meaning of life that's what Buddha realized when he was a prince so he fled the castle because he had everything you know, you need to understand life and suffering, and uh, and after seven times, then you're probably where your life is is right now. That's the story. That's the concept of the story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what you would try to do is that you don't want another life or don't need another life, or and that's kind of like hard realization in a way. Uh, but I think that's the state of mind where you transcend to the most uh, blissful state of mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though you probably, I believe I, we have more lives. And I believe we have been here many times in many different zeitgeists and almost like parallel universe or something like I don't care. I don't know. But so does n- no one else. And the only thing that is written about it in the Vedic literature and the esoteric and all that stuff is like, it's actually people who have written this and we don't understand how or why do you think they are trickster and just came up with a mm-hmm. brilliant best scam in the history of time <laughs> together. And yeah, and a thousand years later, tell about Muhammad. And then you tell about. They all. Uh, gathered up in Gubekli Tepe. Have you heard about Gubekli Tepe? Yeah. That's uh, now the oldest site 
they have found like a civilized and uh, what is the latest dating it was 12,000 uh, uh, now no now it's more now it's around like 14,000 14 yeah because yeah, the more they dig the yeah. more older uh, uh, like things yeah. you're finding 40 yeah yeah you uh, remember homo sapiens right uh, uh, homo sapiens the uh, book uh, uh, homo uh, homo deus is the Saturn. yeah 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 I've heard about I've, I haven't read them uh, yeah I only come halfway to homo sapiens yeah. is at home but um, he, the, something it's a really good book and a really critically acclaimed uh, but the facts he used in the books it was something about when the date when humans start to use uh, crafted tools okay. get moved 100,000 years a year ago or 10 months ago it's on Anna Cape the Anno they found a new like yeah so it's so crazy so it just debunked that no it, no it didn't debunk the story it was more like this is the time frame yeah so of course he built up his argument but it's, it's just it puts a new light on it yeah dude that, for sure it's uh, uh, hundred thousand years it's completely off that uh, the uh, topic that we were talking about earlier <laughs> but uh, we'll get back to that because I want to close off uh, a little bit on that but with uh, uh, you were saying this is like people gathered up and spread religion yeah. all through um, one of the things that they found was uh, um, were these symbols like these H looking symbols mm. over there that were prevalent all over the temple that are the same symbols are all around the world, mm. like in the Middle East, in South America, mm. in Europe, in Britain. That mm. H symbol is very mm. prevalent everywhere. And the basic sort of, uh, um, I don't know how they relate, but the basic sort of archetype, it's, uh, I think it, it was like a symbol for folk tale and folk stories, mm. which was like the. Uh, pillars of uh, uh, information mm. and they were saying like how when things go very bad how can we pass on information mm. that people no matter where they are whom they are they can mm. understand and it was through storytelling uh, uh, and uh, through st- uh, st- like astronomy and stars mm. and mm. things like that and now through storytelling uh, one of the things he realized in uh, Gobekli Tepe that the, the the story of Noah's Ark was is present there, like mm-hmm. given, like like almost like it looks like it was a story given away to different cultures mm-hmm. to interpret differently mm-hmm. and to take it. And now the Noah's Ark being the story of cataclysmic events Flood, and yeah. floods and whatnot. And so there could be. That there was a bunch of people just be okay. You go and be Muslim over there, yeah. and you go in Christianity. Where not in, in that yeah, concept, yeah. but like in that sense, taking these different sort of. Well, uh, it's kind of uh, interesting with the religions, though, because uh, the Islam and Muhammad, who Muhammad didn't know how to. Uh, uh, right, mm. I don't think he knew how to to read either, but uh, uh, he got the Quran. Mm. Okay, yeah. Mm. And uh, Jesus <laughs> is like uh, 
I uh, study a lot on Jesus, like historically. Yeah. Which, okay. Uh, and it's uh, uh, it's no doubt that, uh, like, when I was uh, ten years ago, let's say, mm. I could say, yeah, we could never know if you could uh, exist and so like mm. I, it's so many things you can say. But if you look at what it is, uh, what is there, Grand Francis and so on, mm. uh, well, it's. Uh, you should be very stupid if you say it's, it's nothing or it's coincidence or something like well, that. Well, definitely. It's, it's overwhelming. But, and also you have things like uh, uh, the Gospels, mm. you know, and Thomas' Gospels, for example, which is not in the Bible. Thomas and... Uh, it's one Gospel tale, uh, one more I can't remember, but uh, those two Gospels, was, they were the secret Gospels because they didn't, it, was, it wasn't anything about his life. Yeah. Uh, how he lived like this he's the son of this or nothing nothing it's only Jesus said okay Jesus said yeah alright it's only like preaching this is what he said Jesus said become a passerby you know you take that and re- reflect and meditate and pray on that for a week and it will give you some good realization it gave it to me at least and, and uh, it's also something say something about your mind what you put into your mind you know become passes by it's really uh, uh, something oh, but but it's just like that you know it's a, you can find it online it's no problem to find the Thomas Gospel online PDF yeah, that's pretty cool that's yeah, super cool Damn. and it's like uh, it's like quotes of a modern uh, commercial guru or something you know all oh, right, and he just like sort of recontextualizes. Yeah. That. So oh, if nice. you if you read the Jesus story and if you really go into that and read more the Bible, it's uh, you can see you can read about the man's spiritual awakening hmm. and uh, and how he and stories. One of the most documented wow. we have in a way. Well, it's well, very exciting. Uh, and he was a Jew. Remember, he was a Jew. Okay. You know, he came. He was when he was thirteen. He was sitting outside the synagogue and preaching, and uh, the people, the rabbi, come and what uh, asked him, "What are you doing here?" And he said, "Can you see I'm in the house of my father?" Yeah, yeah. You know, and we don't don't have That's any. True. We don't have any, or at least confirmed. Is the common uh, what we know the empiric evidence is that we don't know anything about Jesus' life between between thirteen and twenty eight. Thirteen and twenty eight. Okay. And when he was born, three wise men came from where? From Persia, Ethiopia, and no, the east. The east. They okay. say it's the east. That's we don't it? know. All know, right, I no country that. called the east. Right. It's kind of like in the in the Bible. It's a lot of this. They know so much about so many things, but there's so many things that is kind of like just left out for political things at that time or whatever. You, know? ah. you don't you don't know. Or later right. on, when they corrugated the Bible in an eleven hundred or something like that, and what did they bring? Mira, Rekalse, or yeah, and that's something you find where. India, um, Tibet, all those Far East. Yeah, it was yeah, Far yeah, East yeah, gifts, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah, 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 okay. and, and why did they came? Because they had a sign, they had a star coming that they will show him. Do you find any practice today where they do the same? The wise men go out and say, "Your son is an enlightened person." 
you have it in uh, Tibet, the Dalai Lama. That's how they find the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's how they pra- So that's how they pick out a lot of like spiritual because wise people in the East know who they are and they, it's kind of like a reincarnation, right, of very evolved beings like we. We all humans here today have been the mentors. That's why we are very evolved. But my point is, so he he, he was away from thirteen to twenty eight, and that's a normal time. Just that's a study time for people who are yeah yeah devotees, yeah yeah. You know? yeah. And then he came back, and all hell started almost. When 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 did he start like going uh, like uh, all these uh, people at uh, the age of twenty? Yeah, I think so. He, he started. Uh, is it, you know what? Some of the worst films and TV series ever are Christian Jesus TV series or film. You know, but I watched so many of them because I know the story, history. So I, I try to find like new things and then I search it up to see like, oh, right, cool, if it's yeah, true. Yeah. Or, you know, um, just for that because, it, uh, like, honestly, like Jesus is uh, is the main G. <laughs> he's the he's the, he's the uh, He's the man. I want to, you man. And you know, and the story is also if you think about uh, in alchemy, you know, esoteric wisdom. Uh, and then we talk about the wisdom coming from Egypt in the Library of Alexander, Pythagoras, uh, and you know, Pythagoras made music and uh, geometry, we can say. And uh, in alchemy, which is a spiritual practice, but they also do a material practice. The one of the highest things you could do is turn water to wine. What is that? Uh, Alchemy. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Now go ahead. Yeah. And uh, in, uh, al- water from to, to wine, you can only do between man and woman. You have to be one man and one woman. All right. Yeah. So was the story. Yeah. And in the Bible, have you heard any? No. Yeah. Well, kind of. But in the Bible, the... Jesus turned. Water. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it, but I don't. And you remember whose marriage uh, wedding it was? No, like I don't. I remember there was a party. It's not stated there. It's a wedding. It's not stated who it is. So some people say people who really believe that he went to India and become a yogi and studied certain and so on. It was the marriage between Maria Magdalena and Jesus, and they made water to wine together. Okay. So in the Bible, it's very open that Maria and Jesus had a special kind of relationship. He's next to him and blah, blah. And it's kind of strange, actually, kind of relationship. There's a Martin Scorsese film about it called The Last uh, Temptation of Christ. It's fucking. It's a little bit funny because uh, uh, it's uh, like Martin Scorsese's interpretation of Jesus. But with like Italian character, like uh, mafia characters, yeah. with like uh, what's his name? But like uh, one of them is like Peter. He's uh, like, uh, well, my name is Peter. I'm here <laughs> on behalf of Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> uh, so. Fuck! I had something. Good. Jesus Christus, by the way. Christus come from Greek. Uh, they is from the Greek name. They got it from India. It's named Krishna. Mm. Whoa! You know, in India, you have uh, it's one of the country in the world. I think it's the country in the world with most uh, Jesus statues. Really? Yeah. 
in, uh, in the Hinduism, yoga, uh, Jesus is uh, looked at as a guru, enlightened being, reincarnated on earth. Meh. Mm. That was a new way of looking at, like, uh, the three people who came down to pick a prophet. Yeah, no, I, I think we, I don't think, um, you know, all these people, all these gurus, if yeah. you want, you know, G-U-Gu in Sanskrit be, be, means darkness, R-U means light, so guru is from darkness to light, every sinner has a, a future, every saint has a past, you know, and that's kind <laughs> of like a big uh, lecture in life, so, the, so you shouldn't, uh, Mahatma Gandhi's way my life is my message you know you shouldn't be caught up in in uh, the gurus that the example they put yeah. in a way yeah. and that's kind of the, and w- what is that, then that if it's a good example why why should we follow a good example well we all believe that if you follow if you have good morals good things will happen in your life or if you, you are your higher self you will live a better life it's mm. something subconscious but it's hard to talk about because mm. you have need the right conceptualization the right uh, references and so on yeah. so so what if that's true then it's kind of a higher law yeah what what kind of well <laughs> the higher if you do some a law of nature in a way a cause and an effect can we agree agree on that but just the awareness of this question popping up up in your head is kind of like it's blowing it should be blowing your mind if yeah. it just wasn't there already yeah I'm just talking in general now right and that's how I felt when I because you can hear it and you can read it so much you want but it's still yourself you have to integrate it in yourself yeah. the reinterpretation towards yeah. yourself have your own realization based on your own experience your yeah. own life and which brings me back to the suffering mm. I, I wanted to like very make it very clear that when I was there was a big difference between being static and not doing anything and suffering Mm. so when I was static and not doing anything that was comfort Mm. comfortable but that seemed to be worse Mm. than when I made the drastic action and I was like oh my god what a horrible move I made Mm. and I started suffering Mm. but then that suffering is just rolling the ball in a Mm. weird way was the thing that all of a sudden I came to realize like, oh okay when it comes to the regret part then you if you suffer as well and you want to say okay how could I have done this differently to not suffer and be like what would I do differently and you realize okay I, I couldn't suffer differently or you know do anything because that mere thing over there that made me hurt so much has made me realize so I can't wish that didn't happen mm. but then staticness do nothing mm. that's a bit of a different suffering if you will mm. it's not I don't know it's, I don't classify it as that same form of suffering as do you feel, an feel any shame when you have the staticness because it's it's it's, mm. it's one form of apathy I feel like the staticness uh, usually has this for me personally has this mellow melancholy mm. type of thing uh, which for the most part it's rather entangled with imagination and stuff mm. and the underlaying of it is that I'm safe mm. 
I mean safety. Mm. And that's it. It's the mm. safety part. Something about the safety part. Mm. And as soon as, I guess, that safety is pulled away, mm. <laughs> usually that's when you start suffering, mm. you know? Really suffering. Because that's where you're just like, oh shit, what do I do? Mm. And then you make the mistakes. And it, but in that state of staticness, no, it's not, it's not as hard. Like it doesn't in the moment feel hard. Only when I step out of it and mm. look back and I'm just like, whoa, that was horrible. That was mm. bad. That mm. was like, I was, that was not good. Mm. It's the worst type of life. But in the time, mm. I would say I felt more comfortable, mm. more happier, if you will, mm. uh, than the suffering, mm. the, the making bad choices, being poor, <laughs> but, you know, but, being in relationships, failing, and just completely being, you mm. know, then versus just being at my parents' house mm. and just chilling. I, I think, uh, you know, it's a reason why... Uh, many uh, uh, spiritual paths of uh, you find devotees who kind of actively actively try to uh, bring suffering to themselves mm. and that's kind of the root of this Askese uh, Buddhism like don't have too much like don't own anything because things will end up owning you in a way like very yeah. superficial sense mm. um so, um, and so if you choose, I think the, the thing I'm trying to communicate is that when you, if you choose yourself to go into the suffering, yeah, 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 yeah. that's where you find your strength. Oh, yeah, okay, you know? that's good. That's the, like Jack Willing's side. Yes. The, the, the so, so that's why you kind of have this, uh, or I try to to train this warrior mentality yeah but I don't I'm not good at this and everyday stuff I'm more good at this it at in the root yeah definitely. so but that's where I try you know to to have a coherence with my thoughts and my actions and my words so I can have coherence and then that's why and that needs discipline Mm -hmm. that's why they call people of spiritual path for disciples because they have discipline then you're a disciple and and that's that's the one thing I think is, I think also that's the one thing that is the the biggest, uh, that can be the biggest problem for uh, for our generation, especially in Norway, is uh, is this uh, illusion of freedom mm-hmm. that we want all our options open, and then we just became become no one or we become everyone, we just like. That's why we need to do Facebook and everything. We just like blah 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 because, yeah, like Bruce Lee said, we're so shit scared of. We don't believe in anything that originates from us, so we just go and imitate and imitate and imitate. Yeah. And that's why we we become what other people say about us. You know. And I, I I and I think it's easier to fall in that trap that we're talking about right now in our day and age in this type of mm. like the western societies more in the western society than anywhere else mm. because we're in so much safety yeah and we're feeling comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. yeah and we're just because yeah. if you're somewhere else and suffering like yeah. a motherfucker you're yeah. not gonna ask like not stupid questions but philosophical questions you're just gonna be like fuck 
So this has been like a big thing I've been reflecting so much about because um, I've been thinking, I've been working a lot about accepting first and foremost my past. Mm-hmm. Not so much me because I didn't realize it before I first worked with my past. Mm. Accepting my past, to respect my past, to love my past. Mm. And then it turns over to accepting myself, respecting myself, and love, my, love myself. Mm. And um, and um, I forgot my point there, but let's jump over to the illusion of freedom. All right. Because that's what that's so much of core of what we're trying here on weekend, yeah. you know. Because freedom just comes through responsibility, and that's why you need to believe in something and take responsibility for yeah. something, you know. Yeah. And and I have really hard time uh, to do stuff I don't want to do, and then I, in some strange way, cursed with the drive that makes me really good on just doing stuff. So I can always excuse myself on something I don't want to do with something I just find more easily to do. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm humble and have now a company where I have a team and a lot of people and it's easier and easier. Mm. And it's harder and harder to keep discipline because I don't have to, but I have to. And, you know, it's, it's a strange dance. Yeah. Because what I should do is what I should do if I'm... I should do the same if I'm totally alone or if I have thousand people here mm. or at least the same to the core yes know? at least the same Definitely. to the core but my second point over to the other thing not the illusion of freedom which I think is a big uh, problem when we this country especially start to hit problems because everybody going to complain who is not doing anything mm. because no one is trained to actually take the responsibility and say I don't know who it is but this is hear what I did wrong at least I can do my part I don't think we have a country who are suited for that just yet yeah yeah. but when you are accepting my life and respecting my life and loving my life I feel like my kind of nature would thrive better in a rougher culture and society and then I sit sit and think (laughs) fuck well I have everything here you know I'm, like, I'm really like I can talk about all my suffering and my problem with my parents or love or ex-wife or, but I still had everything I had everything all the time so it just turns back on me and it feels like well I have a purpose there I have something I have it. it becomes more important than to follow what is my purpose you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely. bigger thing it's a yeah. deeper thing but it's not some other thing it's to see that people are around the world and you live your life no matter what. You know? yeah. Because we can yeah. talk about suffering. And I think uh, the way of life that I have choose after I divorced uh, have brought a lot of suffering, which is I could have avoided, but they were kind of brought in intentionally of living a simpler life. And the necessity of that as well for you to maybe understand yeah. very crucial points of becoming absolutely, a absolutely. better and defined human. Yeah. And, it, and it's also has smacked me up in a big way when it comes to uh, grow the fuck up, take your responsibility. Yeah. And it's not finished smacking me up. And I know when I finished with it, 
and that's where I bring in a lot of humbleness of course because it's just then you can take the beating you know but you take it with pride yeah. you know you take it like Mahatma Gandhi would take a beating in India <laughs> not like Muhammad Ali hey <laughs> one um, I think I will uh, I know and I feel I will be left uh, so much stronger man and a hero in my own life I think so too man you're yeah. ending here to me <laughs> thank you so much god damn god damn man and let me tell you this is okay so I would say we, we probably did what now two hours two hours and three minutes but it didn't record also before yeah so like 15 minutes minus plus this was an amazing episode this was point on like something I wanted to hear at a time in my life especially now that I'm like really know what I'm doing and I'm like done with certain things like shame and I just want to get into it and get into that warrior sort of art fight through it's uh thank you for that yeah. and definitely uh we're gonna get back and do another episode to, to after you read that book yeah and i'm here all the time yeah is there anything you wanted to tell people uh before uh, okay I'll, i'm gonna use a i'm okay two things yeah. is there anything you want to say and i'm gonna steal something from tim ferris because you would be a cool guy answering this question if you had to write one thing on a billboard what would that be for the entire world to see? Allah Akbar. Yeah! Allah Akbar! Yeah! <laughs> God damn. And Did the translation know? for people who don't know, God is great. God is great! Thank you. Anything else? No, thank you. I look forward to uh, this... Uh, this. This is kind of like the baptism of uh, the podcast uh, scene that is uh, going to happen here down here and, uh, and I think like man uh, uh, first of all so cool that you're just building a studio a podcast yeah, studio for yeah. people to come and do podcasts yeah. and I don't know how it's gonna uh, how many people are gonna be born out of here but I'm I know for a fact that this can be a great platform yeah. to teach people that skill of like getting their shit together yeah I'm sure. Or finding out who they are and what they are. Yeah, it's a great it's, place. There's a lot of, lot of great uh, yeah. people going to have uh, the shows from here. Yeah. And, uh, shows that are going to be born from here. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, man. All right. Knuckle Peace bump. Out. Knuckle bump. Psh, psh. We're going to have like five cameras in this room. One VR and then we should have a press room, press room outside just waiting for an interview after we've done the live yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about like just having like 400 people here. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching on TV, we see the Yeah, 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 watching TV. They're going to send in question. Like, you know what I was thinking? Oh, yeah, instead of like Twitter, like disconnect phones and just have like people write uh, little letters. And like I was thinking, just have days uh, uh, where we where we all on an agreeable note. And just it's just like a hypothetical idea, not uh, to say that it's gonna ever happen, quote unquote. But everybody, audience members, let's say we have audience members for a podcast, 
and like a certain topic, and let's say guest. Like imagine everybody agrees to take one type of substance, <laughs> and just come and sit and then do the show. Uh, we're all together uh, and we're on the same level. Yeah, uh, they were fun. And yeah, and then just try different kinds of that and uh. do different kinds. Well, I did. I thought about doing that with comedy, with uh. comedy nights, uh, which I will get into. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about. But yeah, thank you. It's gonna be nice to see where we go with this. I think it's gonna be really good. And Weekly is amazing. For those of you who, I will put it obviously in the description, but for those of you who do not know what Weekly is, get on that. Get on that right now <laughs> because Mr. Man Sapir. They gotta know. Yes. Growing. They gotta know. Growing really, really good now. Alright, man. Thank you. Bye bye. Hugs and kisses. Another episode on episode three. Yay! Fuck yeah, podcast is going. Yeah, not being lazy. Yeah, being a failure, but standing up like a warrior. Yeah, Alan, you suck because I did it. And you're calling me out, but I did it, motherfucker. Yeah.